Hi there, I'm Paulina Cameron, CEO of the Forum for Women Entrepreneurs. We educate, mentor, energize, and connect women entrepreneurs across Canada to be wildly successful, promoting strong economies and thriving communities. To learn more about our programs, visit us at fwe.ca. I'm also thrilled to be your host for FWE's podcast, The Go-To for Entrepreneurs in the Know, a collaboration with the Scotiabank Women Initiative. I interview inspiring guests who share their journey of their business and provide crucial pieces of advice that you can use to move your business forward. This season, we're covering everything from branding to financials to sales and organizational culture. As you listen, Ask yourself how you can apply these learnings today. Let's dive in. Today, we are going to be talking about hockey sticks. No, not the kind that we Canadians are often known for on ice, but rather hockey stick growth, aka businesses that have achieved exponential and rapid growth as they've expanded. The choice to go from small business to high growth is a very intentional one, given the tremendous work and energy that goes into it. While both the rewards and impact can be significant, so is the dedication that goes into successfully growing and maintaining the values and the why behind the business. Our first guest today is on a passionate mission, a mission to kick sugar. At 21 years old, Tara Bosch took her unhealthy relationship with food, particularly candy, and decided to do something about it. That something has since become Smart Sweets, a Vancouver-based low-sugar company with five different gummy products, like gummy bears and peach rings, bringing in well over $50 million in revenue this year and selling across Canada and the U.S. from Whole Foods to Target. If anyone's ever wondering what treat to get me, I'm a sour gummy gal all the way. Tara was a winner of FWE's Pitch for the Purse in 2017, and most recently was awarded EY's Entrepreneur of the Year Award in the Trailblazer category. Tara, so thrilled that you're joining us today. Thank you for making the time as you're in between flights at the airport, like a true entrepreneur on the go. Welcome to the go-to. Yay, thanks for having me. Super stoked to be on the go-to. Tara, we've known each other for a few years, and it's been such an inspiration to watch you grow Smart Suite so intentionally. From your early days of wrapping yourself around making Excel financials work, to now leading a thriving team and rapidly expanding across North America and beyond, you're obviously very driven by your mission. Tell us how back in the earlier days you thought about how you would grow Smart Suites, and how are you thinking about it today? Yeah, absolutely. For me with SportsWeeds from day one, I always had the vision in my mind that SportsWeeds is going to be a global company that is making immense impact through meaningful sugar reduction um, by basically taking the candy you know and love and innovating it without the sugar. So for me, from that early days and having clarity on what I wanted the end goal to be, um, I really looked at it as, as something that I was like, okay, if that's done, if I can visualize that and it acts as if it already exists in the future, then it's just a matter of reverse executing against that now. So I was very intentional um, in terms of how fast we wanted to grow and what that may mean in terms of who I surround myself with and the approach that we take and everything from distribution and funding. Um, and then fast forward today, it's really the same 
that similar mindset of, okay, just reverse execution against the future. And you touched on this too, but I know that you've made investments that have set you up for success down the line. Can you give us an example of something like that? One of the one of the early investments from a team perspective that we made was bringing on board um, a COO um, pretty early on, an amazing human, um, Cindy Bakish. And that was a really intentional decision because just getting real about what I suck at or don't excel at today and what could hold the business up from scaling at the pace that I wanted it to um, and growing a team, it's one thing to share the vision and for incredible humans to come on board. And it's a whole nother thing to foster um, a thriving culture and, and create an environment where people can really live their best lives in every day and work with a lily pad and a conduit to that. So Cindy was an incredible um, investment early on and just thinking about what could hold us up considering the pace and scale that we'd like to move at. Cindy has been um, an incredible um, pillar of Smart Suites being able to achieve the culture that we have. It's so obvious to me that you have that growth mindset in place and you're very much looking at investing, investing, investing in whatever will get you to your vision. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think just like knowing where to go, It for, for us, it always came back down to um, our customers who we call our tribe and we had to really focus and still have a very heavy focus on social. And so making decisions based on how will we make the product accessible in their lives um, and, and what are they asking for um, that we can innovate for them and bring to life. Um, and so some resources that I tapped to and so super early on, specifically in Vancouver's um, community, from a funding standpoint, um, Futurepreneur was incredible. Um, along with um, the Women's Occupy Center, I didn't even know that some or the minus function existed on Excel, and they literally held my hand through that. I'm telling that you were part of that, so thank you. Um, and, um, and then it's just finding support networks as well of people that perhaps didn't know how they were going to get to the end goal, um, but were being courageous and leaning into the fear of taking the steps um, of making it happen. So I joined an accelerator program called The Next Big Thing um, super early on which was incredibly helpful um, to have a peer network. Um, the the FWE, the, I mean, the pitch for the first was how I connected with Judy Brooks, um, who um, became a board member a few months after the pitch for the first um, finals and, and is now just um, a mentor and um, like literally my guardian angel. She's the most incredible human ever. Um, so yeah, just tapping into the, the resources um, and, and a peer network and finding people who are on the same path is incredible. I love that you talk about that because it truly all these businesses, all businesses are based on relationships and, you know, be it your tribe of customers, as you say, the early ones, your team to the people you surround yourself with. And when entrepreneurship can be such a lonely journey, you've been so wise and resourceful to make that not the case for you. I'm curious if because you started this business when you were 21, did you ever have the feeling of who am I to do this and how did you overcome that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, imposter syndrome and, and and just kind of feeling like, am I capable? Um, was something I, I felt often and every day and I, I still feel every day. And I think the most um, reassuring thing for me has been coming to the realization now that everybody feels that way. Nobody has it figured out, but it's the ones that feel 
like that imposter syndrome or that holy smokes, am I capable or who am I to be doing this? And then move through that and put one foot in the front, one foot in front of the other, regardless, that are the ones that succeed. So I find great peace now in knowing that everybody feels that way and has the same insecurities. It's the ones who push through that and lean into the uncomfortableness that that brings that end up um, creating what they want to create at the end of the day. Tara, if you were speaking to an entrepreneur who is running a business now or just starting one and who is considering and has ambitions for rapid growth, what's the one piece of advice that you'd want to share with them? I think one of the, the biggest things for me on Fortune's journey has, has kind of been just really serendipity and the universe's like support in, in moving smart suites where we need it to go. It, um, a really great example of that was with um, with Smart Suite. We had a manufacturing run um, increase in PO coming up, and I couldn't I couldn't cut um, the money for it. We we didn't have enough, and literally two days before that PO was due uh, was when we actually won the um, the pitch for the purse. So um, I think really just um, taking visualizing the end goal seriously and just really knowing that it's, it's not foo-foo but if you can actually visualize and have a clear picture of what you want to build in your mind the world will support you in bringing it to life um so just working your butt off of course but then also letting the universe guide you i think it is incredibly important and so one other business piece that i would say is from a product standpoint at a value proposition standpoint making sure that what you are bringing into the world is creating a, a radically different proposition than the ones that exist for consumers today. So creating something that is um, is bringing a completely new um, idea or, or value proposition to what exists, I think is incredibly important. And so for SmartSuite, that was taking candy, something that people know and love, but removing 99.9% of what it's made up of, which is sugar. Amazing. Thank you so much, Tara, for all that you do. So for people who want to continue learning more about your mission to kick sugar and be inspired by you, where can they follow you online? Yeah, you can um, join us on Mission to Kick Sugar on Instagram at SmartSweet and uh, my Instagram is at SmartSweetFounder. Um, and if I can be of any help to anyone that is listening to the podcast today, feel free to send me an email at sarah at smartsweets.com. Thank you. And listeners, you also are going to want to follow Tara on Instagram because her fur babies are the cutest ever. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Tara, for joining us and wishing you a safe flight. Thanks, Kalina. We're going to take a quick pause before we hear from our next guest. The go-to for entrepreneurs in the know is the outcome of a collaboration between FWE and the Scotiabank Women Initiative. Let's take a moment to hear a few words from them. Thank you, Paulina. Just to start by introducing myself, my name is Tanya Eisner and I'm the Vice President of Payments and Cash Management and Leasing. I'm also on the advisory board for the Scotiabank Women Initiative, which supports women-led businesses with education and mentorship. Today, I'm pleased and excited to talk about key principles entrepreneurs should consider for global expansion. 
First, it's critical that the entrepreneur understand the cultural differences because a product, service, or business model that works in one market may need to be adapted significantly to adjust to different market needs, values, and practices. Secondly, it's important to understand the legal and regulatory framework of the country and whether this framework will create barriers to entry or how these barriers need to be addressed. Best practice is to engage experienced local legal counsel upfront to review your expansion plan, which could save time and money in the long run. And thirdly, always consider the political and economic stability of countries where the business is considering expansion. To find out about our program, go to scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. And thank you for including me today, Paulina. Thank you to the Scotiabank Women Initiative for all of your support. Now let's get back into the studio. Our next guest is someone whom I've just gotten to recently connect with, and it appears that we are long lost sisters. From reading the same books to being unequivocally passionate about supporting women entrepreneurs, Katerina Rizzi is a dynamo. Katerina was the co-founder and chief creative officer of Breather. Breather's mission is to make the world's spaces connected, accessible, and productive. Launched in Montreal in 2013, Breather has since expanded to 10 cities globally and raised over $200 million in equity financing. Katerina's newest venture, Hotline, is an online platform for connecting female founders with one another. So delighted to have you joining us today, Katerina. Thank you and welcome to the GoTo. Oh, happy to be here. So, Katerina, as you do, I was stalking you online and I saw that apparently you are the first most founded female funder in Canada. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. I actually, uh, I think I'm number two now. Um, Anne Martell from Element AI, I think, is now number one, and she deserves a big shout out for that. Amazing. Love that. Love that. So I want to know, when you were setting out to build Breather, was your intention to grow it to the size it is now? And how did you think about growth then? And how do you think about it now? I don't think we ever expected Breather to grow so big I mean I, I think you know we, we wanted it to but uh, it actually happening you know actually happening versus what your expectations were so so different um, but we embraced every moment of it just rolled with it at the beginning um, I think that growth is relative to the type of business that you're trying to build if you're building you know if you're a hyper growth startup you're obviously aiming to onboard as many customers as possible you know if you're opening a restaurant you probably want to develop a smaller but like extremely loyal consistent customer base um i think regardless there's an underestimated value to having a significant amount of people who are evangelists of your product as opposed to like millions who just have no real connection to it Hmm. how did you guys build evangelists early on um i think that it was a lot of it was, you know, really treating our first adopters, um, you know, like gold as much as we could, listening to them. They, they really they really wanted us to succeed. So, you know, uh, the big thing I always tell people is to, you know, be open to feedback, the good and the bad. In fact, the bad is even better because they, they're telling you because they care um, and they they want to keep being able to use your product. So they're, they're brutally honest, which is wonderful and actually helped us to really tailor what our product was and the offering that went with it. Mm. So on, in a similar vein, can you tell us what were some of the challenges you encountered while you got, you were scaling so quickly and what resources were most valuable to you through that process? 
You know, when I first started out as an entrepreneur, I don't even know that I knew I had any resources, honestly, that were available to me. It's not something when you have a nine-to-five job that you're like, oh, all these resources I can access to be a better me. Um, as an entrepreneur, it's really a very different ecosystem. You know, at first, as Breather grew in demand and customers and team members, it was like a roller coaster. I just tried to figure it out, like, the best route I could, trust my gut. Um, like I said, I don't think you ever expect success, even though you want it. It's, it's almost like having a child, like your experience is really unique to you. Um, but as we progressed, I realized that the startup ecosystem is incredibly helpful and supportive, and that there are so many intelligent people that were happy to guide me. Um, you know, these are all people that know what you're going through. We're all trying to chase a dream and make something out of nothing. Uh, I always definitely recommend making as many connections as you can when things are going well instead of scrambling to do so when you need help and you don't know anybody. I, I really think it's important to build that kind of network of all different people that you just connect with, not because you want something from them, just because you want to get to know them or you feel that they can be valuable to you as you grow. If you were speaking to an entrepreneur running or starting a business today who wanted to go down the path of rapid growth, what is the one piece of advice you'd want to share with them? Just one? Just one piece of advice? <laughs> or top three. Um, definitely sleep as much as you can. Exercise, even though it's the first thing you're going to cross off your to-do list. Uh, get an executive coach. Uh, you know, I feel like we have trainers for our bodies, we have therapists for all our neuroses, but like no one invests in a coach for their professional development. And it's so important as you scale a business as a leader. Let's talk about the capital piece for a second. We know that women are typically under-resourced when it comes to financing. When you were thinking about this and financing your business and as you think about it for your next business, how do you think about it to make sure that you don't find yourself in that spot where you don't have the resources you need to grow? I actually, I think at least once a month, speak to entrepreneurs who are like, my runway is only X and I don't know if I'm going to make it. And to that point, I always tell people, you know, everyone's so, they'll take whatever, you know, when you're first uh, raising money for the first time, you'll take whatever from whoever and you're just really, really happy that somebody even cares about what you're doing enough to give you some capital to be able to do it. Uh, I always say ask for more than you actually need. It's like a negotiation, like a salary, you know, like you only want to ask for more because they're going to counter off on something probably less. Um, you want to, you know, whatever you think it's going to take to build something, it's probably going to cost more than that. So you have to sort of put in that buffer, put in the what if we don't raise when we want to next. You know, there's a bunch of questions, you know, because like if the market just as a whole is in a downturn, people aren't showing out cash all the time, you know, to be able to um, fund businesses. So you have to, you know, like a really nice, good budget or you have to make sure that you have a nest bag in there and uh, that you're really planning that out because it's not uh, until you get in the black and get out of the red, you know, you don't know when that's going to be. And you don't know if somebody might you may never get funded again. So you have to really be able to take that gamble as part of, again, being an entrepreneur. Building, I heard someone say once that building a hyper-growth startup is like jumping off a cliff and uh, building the parachute on the way down. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that, Katerina. So for those who want to continue learning about you more and getting inspired, where can they find you online? You can uh, reach me on Twitter. It's 
Katerina underscore Rizzi. LinkedIn is uh, my full name all in one shot. And if you're a female entrepreneur, you can sign up for early access to Hotline at hotlinenow.co. Thank you so much for joining us, Katerina. It's been so great getting to know you, and I'm so excited to see what you're going to build next. Thank you. I'm excited. And that is a wrap. A big thank you to Tara and Katerina for joining us today. We would also like to thank everyone who has helped make the GoTo a reality. From the incredible team at FWE who works on all of the logistics, to self-hired, our incredible production team, Hummingbird Translations, who are translating our podcast so you can also listen in French, and of course, to the Scotiabank Women Initiative for teaming up with us for the FWE podcast. You can find them at scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe to listen to the rest of season one. You can find all of the resources our guests mention on our website at fwe.ca slash the go-to. We know it takes a village to build a business. So share your learnings on Instagram at FWE Canada to help other entrepreneurs become wildly successful. See you next time.